Hello, everyone. Uh, I am Jeff. I'm the young adult pastor here. Um, also, recently um, having an additional role as the outreach ministry pastor. Really glad that you are joining us today. And um, we've been currently in this series on prayer. And Pastor Tony, for the last couple of weeks, has been talking. He talked about the provision of prayer and the content of prayer. And today I'm going to be speaking a little bit about some of the things that I have been learning about prayer this last season. You know, my own experience and also um, those of the people around in my life. So about a year ago, I felt this deep conviction by the Holy Spirit to, to have a deeper focus on prayer. Prayer in my personal life, but also prayer in our young adult community and uh, prayer in the life of our church as a whole. The problem is I've never really been good at praying. Uh, a great prayer life is something that I've always desired, I've um, admired in others, I, I saw it in my parents, I've seen it in people in this church like Alita and Paul and Robert and Angie, but, but in me, I, I don't know, it was something that I had not really developed for myself. Um, of course, you know, I prayed for meals, um, I prayed before bed, I prayed at church, I prayed when people asked me to pray for them. I'm kind of the pastor, so, so it was expected of me, obviously. I prayed because it's what you do. It's part of being a Christian. It comes with the Christian life. But, but I started feeling this deep, strong conviction, the Spirit clearly speaking to me and, and saying, if you really want to grow in your life with God, if you want any sort of deep spiritual life, then prayer must be central must be a priority in your life. So, so I, I took it seriously and I began to pray. And I began to pray for a few things. I prayed for a group of people to pray with. Pray with regularly. People that would um, keep me motivated and keep me accountable. I prayed for our community of young adults to learn how to pray together and, and to begin making prayer a central part of our spiritual walk. And I also pray that, that the Spirit would be, would be also convicting others and challenging others in our community the way that He was doing so with me. And the last thing I prayed about was for our church. Our church to be a praying church. That the work of the Spirit would be so evident in our midst because we were so saturated by prayer. That it was just undeniable that God was present. Because I truly believe that if we're going to do anything uh, as a church, to have any sort of impact in our community, in our city, in, in this world, we have to be saturated by prayer. It will happen because His people are desperate and hungry, seeking the face of God on our knees with fervor, with passion, with conviction, contending with God to bring about renewal personally, but also in our church and in our cities. I really do believe that. Now, let me take a step back and just acknowledge that for some of us, even as we speak about prayer, uh, we have all kinds of issues and struggles and reservations when it comes to this subject. Some of us are feeling uncomfortable. Some of us maybe have been hurt, maybe feel ashamed or simply apathetic to the concept of prayer. And that's okay. We can acknowledge that. 
But let's look at what the scriptures have to say about this. And specifically our good friend Paul. Paul in the, in the letter to the Philippians, um, he says this in, in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Our college group just uh, finished uh, a study in, in this letter of Paul to the Philippians. And this passage specifically has just been resounding in my soul throughout this, this season of chaos and turmoil and great uncertainty. This is one of those key passages that, um, you know, you're given when you begin following Jesus to, that talks about prayer. But if we're honest, for a lot of us, we, we read this and we cannot relate. We feel like we're completely failing. I'm anxious about everything. And when I try to pray, I don't know how. I don't know what to pray. And, and my anxiety just gets worse. For a lot of people, prayer itself is the thing that makes them anxious. And we have all kinds of anxieties about prayer. So, for instance, we wonder, does prayer really work? Does prayer really do anything? Am I just wasting my time talking to the ceiling, to an empty room? Sometimes we pray and things turn out the way we want and we kind of think, well, I wonder if they were just going to turn out that way. I guess I just got lucky. And when things don't go out the way that we hoped that they would, um, we think, well, I knew that this whole prayer thing didn't work. Now, on top of that, talking to God is hard. So we just don't do much of it. As a pastor, I, I talk to people all the time, you know, and they, and they talk to me about stuff going on in their life, um, big decisions that they're trying to make, maybe a struggle that they're going through. And I ask them, have you talked to anyone about this? Or who are you talking to? Yeah, well, I've talked to my friend. I've talked to my parents. I talked to my therapist. And then I ask, well, have you talked to God about it? Yeah, of course. Well, kind of. No, I guess not. Not really. It's just weird to talk to God about this sorts of stuff. I was recently reading the book of, of Job. You know, this man who just loses everything, including his family, his possessions, um, his health, and his friends come to visit. And they're all kind of sitting in a circle, talking with one another. Uh, they're debating Job. They're philo- uh, philosophizing. They're accusing him. Some are kind of trying to encourage him. But in the whole book, really the only person who talks directly to God is Job. And to be honest, you know, it's just easier to talk to other people because people talk back. With God, we don't always get a response. We don't even get an acknowledgement that that he listens, that he hears our prayers. And it makes it hard to even want to pray. There's also disappointment. Some of us feel like God has let us down. We prayed with faith. Please, God, God, I believe that you're good. I know this is not your will. Please make things right. And they're not. And she's not healed. And that relationship is not saved. And disappointment sets in. Man, I don't know if this whole prayer thing actually works. We have to acknowledge that a lot of us don't pray because we've been hurt. 
And the thought of honestly asking God to do something, believing that he will, but at the same time knowing that he might not, is just devastating. So it creates all kinds of anxieties when it comes to prayer. Maybe some of you say, well, I I want to pray, but I, I just get too distracted. I hate the silence. I can't concentrate. I get all these weird thoughts and I I just can't. I don't know. Maybe I just don't love Jesus enough. Maybe when I try, it's just so awkward. I just don't really know what to say. So I just sit there and then I go back to my phone and, you know, check if I have any more likes on my post about prayer. Or maybe some of the difficulties with, with prayer come from Um, believing or uh, come from believing and trusting the God that you're praying to. Your image of God, of who God is, more than anything, will determine the degree of your honesty in your prayers. To some, God is a gentle uh, grandfather whose love excludes any sort of discipline, challenge, just do what you want, you know, just, just follow your heart. I'm just here to love you and to, you know, guard you from any consequences to your actions. To some, he's just like a blessing dispenser. If you just pray with enough faith, you can get whatever you want. To some, he's like a cosmic police ready to pounce on anyone who makes a moral mistake. Or maybe... Maybe he's just too busy or too distracted. He's got too many big problems in the world to to really have any time to listen, to care about my things, my little insignificant issues compared. So what is God like to you? When you pray, our Father in heaven, who are you praying to? How do you imagine him? At the core of your being, do you really believe that you can trust God? A lot of us have the wrong vision of who God is. And we, and we come and look, I'm sorry to bother you again, but man, I'm in trouble. I really need you. I, I know that you don't really like me, but man, I need your help. We have anxiety about God because we don't understand who God really is. So how do we, how do we like move forward with all of these difficulties with all of these anxieties surrounding prayer how do we even start to pray paul says do not be anxious about anything in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god put simply we begin to learn how to pray by beginning to pray you just pray what you've got Wherever you are, whatever you're thinking or feeling, just just go ahead and pray that. Well, I don't know. I don't know if God really wants to hear it. Well, let's look at some people in the scriptures. For instance, let's look at David, the great king. He's, he's the author of so many psalms, right? And at one point, David you know, is praying and he says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. It's beautiful. 
But another point, he says, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? And day after day have sorrow in my heart. Look at Moses. Stand up guy, right? Man of God, obedient, faithful, great leader, rescues the people from Egypt. But at one point, we read in Numbers 11, and I'm going to read from the message just for dramatic purposes, also because it's awesome. Moses said to God, why are you treating me this way? What did I ever do to you to deserve this? Did I conceive them? Was I their mother? So why dump the responsibility of this people on me? Why tell me to carry them around like a nursing mother? Where am I supposed to get meat for all these people who are just whining to me? Give us meat. We want meat. I can't do this by myself. These people are too much. If this is how you intend to treat me, God, do me a favor and kill me. I've seen enough. I've had enough. Let me out of here. That's Moses' words. Basically, he's saying, I hate my job. This is so unfair. Moses is just praying what he had. He's just being honest about how he was feeling in that moment. What about our boy Jesus? Not Jesus, right? Well, I mean, at one point he's praying, Father, I thank you that you hear me. I know that you always hear me. But we also hear him pray, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus prayed what he had. If you want to even begin to learn how to pray, just pray what you have, what you're thinking, what you're feeling. Yeah, but my motives aren't right. You don't fix your motives first and then pray. You'll never pray. You pray so that your messed up motives begin to align with God's heart. Just be honest. Allow yourself to be honest with what's in there. If you're only praying what you think God wants to hear, you're just faking it. You don't think he knows that? I, Jesus tells a story about the Pharisee and the tax collector. Remember that story? The Pharisee, you know, says, what does God value? Oh, holiness. Thank you, God, that I'm so holy. And Jesus is watching and he's like, seriously? There's this other man, a tax collector, and he says, Lord, I'm not even worthy to approach you. Please have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus is like, this guy gets it. He's honest. He's a sinner. He needs mercy. God will show him mercy. Be honest with what you have. But also be honest with what you can, what you can pray. I mean, if you can't pray for hours, it's okay. Don't, don't pray for hours. If you can't pray all night, don't do it. If you can't wake up at 5 a.m. every day, don't try to do it, right? Like, like you're going to fail and you're going to quit. And you're going to be like, I guess I, I just can't pray. No, that's not how it works. What, so what can you pray? Can you pray 10 minutes? Maybe 10 minutes in the morning, 10 in the evening? Well, pray that. Some of you are like, I can do five minutes. Okay, do that. Start with five minutes in the morning and in the evening, maybe during the day as well. But, but do it consistently. Start somewhere and develop that practice. It's not about how good your prayers are. It's not about performance. But it is about consistency. 
learning to, to, to practice prayer. Just keep praying. Yeah, but I feel like prayer is not really making a difference. It's not about how you feel. God is doing work in you. Every time you pray, whether you feel it or you don't, God is working in you. If prayer was just some magical, accelerating experience every time where you got the warm and fuzzies, or, or if everything just magically fixed itself every time you prayed, then it wouldn't be so hard to pray, would it? I mean, everyone would pray. It would be awesome. But that's just not how prayer works. It's never intended to work that way. Like most things in life, the things that matter, the things that are worth it, 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 it takes commitment, and it takes practice, and it takes time. Consistency is what matters, not performance. The more you do it, learn to do it, the less difficult it becomes. The more you, you learn to enjoy it, to love it. And the beautiful thing about prayer is that because God is everywhere, you can talk to Him. You can access Him anywhere, at any time. In the morning, when you're getting ready, you can talk to Him. In your car, while you're driving, you can talk to Him. In your class, at work, you can learn to talk to Him. When you're alone, or when you're surrounded with people, you learn to focus your attention in the reality that God is present with you always. And He wants to hear from you. He's eager to listen to you, to enjoy your company. Philip Yancey says this, If prayer stands at the place where God and human beings meet, then I must learn about prayer. Most of my struggles in the Christian faith circle around the two same things. Why doesn't God act the way that we want God to? And why don't I act the way that God wants me to? Prayer is the precise point where these two things converge. If your heart is breaking, pray that. If you're angry or frustrated or anxious, or if you don't even know what to believe about prayer, pray that. Just be honest. Let him know how you feel. He won't be offended. He can handle it. He's the God of the universe. He's heard it all. Pray that. Be honest. If you're having the best week of your life, then pray that. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, whatever you're facing, if you say, man, I really struggle with prayer, but I really want to learn how to pray. Just start with what's already there. With whatever you can, wherever you are. But just practice it consistently. I guarantee that in prayer, God will begin to work in you. Transform you from the inside out. Begin to align your heart with His. You'll begin to experience this peace that he talks about, this, this joy, this strength, this hope to face every circumstance. When we read this passage in the Philippians, it makes it even more, more powerful when we realize that Paul is actually writing these words from prison, most likely in Rome, awaiting trial and execution. And yet he's still able to say confidently, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer 
and petition. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? This year for me has, has really been one of learning to pray. And God answered my prayers. God answered my prayer for a group of people to pray with every morning. And we read through the book of common prayer together. And which if, if you're anything like me and you struggle to kind of have uh, guidance in, in how to pray and sometimes you just don't have the words, a book of prayer is a really good thing to have because it guides you through prayers and it gives you the scriptures to read. Um, so just the recommendation. But this has been really life-giving to me and to that community who gather to pray every morning. He's also answered my prayers for our community, our young adult community, to dive in deeper into prayer. Some of us young adults, without me even talking about it, started approaching me and, and, and having this conviction and saying, we need to pray. We need to just get together and pray together for, for our city, for our church, for our schools. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Let's do that. We just actually finished up a, a, a series on learning how to pray for God's renewal. It's been awesome, and I'm just excited for, for, um, for our church, too. And that, that's the next thing. I'm, I'm, I'm really seeing how God is working and answering that prayer for our church to become a praying church, to make that central to who we are. I really believe that if God, if God is going to move, if he's going to transform, if he's going to renew and restore all things through his church, then we need to be at the center of his will. And the only way to do that is if we are on our knees just seeking his will, seeking his presence in prayer. I hope that together we can learn how to be a praying people and a praying church. I'm going to invite the worship team to come and join us. And we're going to pray. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you hear our prayers. We thank you that you can handle our prayers no matter what we do bring to you. You know that. Lord, and I just ask that as we continue to lean in deeper into your grace, that we would build on that relationship, build, Lord, on that communion with you, that we would learn how to pray, to be people of prayer, to be a church of prayer, a house of prayer. Lord, teach us to pray. Let your Holy Spirit lead us into deeper life with you. Lord, and we believe that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.